next on the 5 o'clock report. The evidence shows that he was the bomb maker. I carry her with me. This is something that we have fought for. Craziness. Crazy out there. Awesome sledding. Would be a big ticket item. Now, let's go to the newsroom. The long arm of the law from Libya to Lockerbie to Washington. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Decades after the fact, the families of the 270 victims of Pan Am Flight 103 blown out of the sky over Lockerbie, Scotland, Scotland in 1988 had never given up their pursuit of justice for those responsible. Neither had U.S. officials since 190 of those victims were Americans. We believe the evidence shows that he was the bomb maker. Former U.S. Attorney General William Barr telling Fox News the Libyan who was in U.S. court today is the right guy. We think the evidence shows that he conspired with two other members of the Libyan intelligence service, that he went to Malta and arranged to get the bomb put on the plane. CBS's Catherine Perry. We still don't know how the alleged bomb maker came into U.S. custody or why now, after 34 years for the families, there is relief and amazement. When news broke of the arrest of the weekend, it was, as you can well imagine, emotional for victims' families. I carry her with me, and I frequently think about the families that I had the opportunity to meet. Janine Bellinger's daughter, Nicole, one of those who perished, the news struck powerfully in central New York, where 35 Syracuse University students lost their lives in the flight one. 3 bombing. Kara Whips lost her brother, Richard Minetti. This is something that we have fought for to bring justice and, and hold those accountable for who murdered our loved ones. Brett Ammerman lost his brother, Tommy, on the doomed flight. Are we closer? Yes. Uh, but the pressure has to keep on the governments. And in Pennsylvania, Max Saunders tells News 69 his son Scott was on that flight too, set to return home following a semester of studying abroad in England. Information of guilt depends on who did what and when, but we certainly expect people to pay the dues on what they've done, and we'll believe that when we see it. Many of those students were killed while flying home for Christmas break. The other big story this day is the weather. This one is going to cause all kinds of weather hazards in the form of heavy snow at times, blizzard conditions at times, strong thunderstorms, and possibly even tornadoes across the southern plains and on into the deep south over the next couple of days. That's meteorologist Craig Allen. A pair of winter storm systems impacting millions of Americans, more than 15 million in 14 states, including Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, all under some sort of winter weather advisory or alert today. So far, the storms have led to more than 100 flight cancellations and over 2,600 flight delays. Our Kevin Williams says this weather system will be here in a few days. Our next weather maker could be a big ticket item later this week as a storm from the west coast heads east, posing the potential of significant snow, ice, and even rain later Thursday into Friday. Kevin's complete and updated forecast is just ahead. Still using the TikTok app, a growing number of state governments have banned it from their devices over fears of prying Chinese government eyes with access to Americans' data. The cybersecurity expert says TikTok's time should be up in the U.S. If you read their privacy policies, a lot of very detailed information about its users, including geolocation, a lot of things that kind of surprise you. Professor Max Kilger says the concern is the app could be sending certain content to the U.S. to shape public opinion. He says personally he wouldn't touch TikTok with a very long pole. Iran has carried out a second public execution of a protester in recent popular uprisings there. Iranian authorities publicly hanged the man from a construction crane in a warning to others. The government there says he was executed for killing two security force officers with a knife. The two executions so far have
have prompted an international outcry. The protests have been the biggest challenge to the Iranian regime since 1979. CBS's Cammy McCormick. Health news now. CBS's Jim Crisula with news of a new study that shows that temperature extremes could be responsible for more than just frostbite or heat stroke. Exposure to extremely hot or cold temperatures increases a heart disease patient's risk of dying. That's according to a new study of more than 32 million cardiovascular deaths over 40 years. The results are published in the American Heart Association's journal Circulation. And another health study out shows some disturbing trends when it comes to young people spending too much time with the screen. 30 seconds. For every hour that 9 and 10 year olds spent playing video games, their chances of developing obsessive compulsive behavior increased 13%. Every hour they watch videos, they were 11% more likely to develop OCD. Children who spend excessive time playing video games report feeling the need to play more and more. Dr. Jason Nagata, a pediatrician at UC San Francisco, recommends parents limit screen time, especially before bed, and be good role models. One of the big predictors of child screen use is what their parents do. The study is published in the Journal of Adolescent Health. Matt Bigler reporting. Now the economy. Are we over the hump when it comes to inflation and the threat of further economic recession? Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen thinks so. By the end of next year, you will see much lower inflation if there's not an unanticipated shock. But high prices are still the rule right now for Christmas shoppers on everything from food and gifts to Christmas trees. Christmas tree farmer Gary Thomas is chopping and selling trees he planted eight years ago at a sprawling operation near the Pennsylvania-Maryland border. People want eight foot. Thomas says when the trees went in the ground, he had no idea how expensive business would be this Christmas. Fertilizer costs more. The chemicals cost more. How do you not pass these costs along? Well, unfortunately, we've had to. So my prices went up 15% this year. Thomas is charging more than $100 each for his finest trees. CBS's Scott McFarland. On the bright side, gas prices have receded some from record highs, meaning more folks are feeling a bit better about heading off on Christmas visits and vacations. AAA's Ellen Edmonds. Nearly 102 million Americans will drive to their holiday destinations this year. That is a 2% increase over 2021 and equals about 2 million more people expected to be on the road. Currently, the nationwide average price for a gallon of gas is three twenty-six a gallon. The current per gallon price in New York is three fifty-nine, and Pennsylvania three seventy-eight. And diesel remains well over five dollars a gallon. Still to come on the five o'clock report: New York sets its sights on anti-Semitism. A truck fire causes some major headaches in central New York, and a coal comeback in PA. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your family life weather forecast. Our call for tonight: clear to partly cloudy, moonlit skies, and cold. Low temperatures in most areas in the 20s. It'll be rather sunny tomorrow in central New York and northeastern Pennsylvania. Partly sunny elsewhere. High temperatures 30s and low 40s. Sunday is cloudy with snow mixed with rain tapering in the afternoon. Light accumulations are likely in some areas, particularly the higher elevations of central New York and northeastern Pennsylvania. High temperatures Sunday mostly in the 30s. All right, thank you very much, Kevin. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. New York State has a new task force to combat hate. During a summit on anti-Semitism in New York City today, Governor Kathy Hochul announced the launch of a hate and bias prevention unit within the Department of Human Rights. When we do not rise up and speak with a strong voice calling out the perpetrators of hate speech and hate crimes, then we become complacent and complicit. The governor says the new unit will go to all counties statewide to have meetings with stakeholders on hate prevention and education on warning signs. 
No one hurt following a truck fire on I-81 in Syracuse. Mark, all lanes of Interstate 81 were shut down in the Salt City this morning after a truck burst into flames. Syracuse police advised motorists to avoid the area, yet some roadways were backlogged for hours. It's likely the fire started in the refrigeration unit between the ballpark trailer and the cab. The incident gives new meaning to a grilled hot dog, yet thankfully no one was injured in the flames. Tracy Lynn, Family Life News. All right, thanks, Tracy. A New York college student studying in France hasn't been heard from in more than two weeks. The father of St. John University senior Kenny Dillon Jr. tells Wham in Rochester that his son had been in contact with him just about every day. The family said bank records last showed a purchase made on December 3rd. No activity since then. A priest in Allegheny County placed on administrative leave by the Diocese of Buffalo, the Reverend Patrick Melfi, accused of having an improper relationship with a woman. He's been served serving at Our Lady of the Angels in Cuba, as well as St. Patrick in Fillmore and Belfast. In a statement, the diocese said Melfi's leave is part of an ongoing investigation. Not your average car theft in suburban Rochester. Gates Police still looking into the theft of 17 vehicles from a Hertz rental car facility there. They say a group of individuals cut the fence at the lot on Ajax Road this weekend and allegedly used a Chevy Suburban to push vehicles out of the way of that fence before taking them. Some of the vehicles that were stolen have already been recovered. The SUNY system excited to be enriched with $53 million for new hires. That's more than $6.5 million, which will go to Binghamton University. That is an unprecedented unprecedented opportunity for this campus to reshape itself, to grow its research, to move in new directions, and as I told my deans, to dream big. Binghamton University Provost Donald Hall tells Spectrum. What makes Binghamton unique? It really is that combination of world-changing research, but also a deep, deep commitment to meeting their educational and vocational goals. This comes despite a recent report showing more than a dozen SUNY schools face a significant budget shortfall. Pennsylvania, despite availability since late summer, just under 14% of Pennsylvanians ages 5 or older have gotten the newest COVID booster shot. According to data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, that number is slightly better than the national rate of 12%. The most recent version of the vaccine contains components of both the original COVID-19 virus as well as the Omicron variant. Medical professionals say while the booster does not prevent infection 100% of the time, it lowers a person's risk of getting severely ill if infected, regardless of the strain. Terry Diener. Family Life News. Some homeowners in PA are checking out wood and even coal options due to the high cost of heating fuel this year. If you're heating with propane or natural gas, it's more of a wetter heat. This is a drier heat, so you do have to humidify the air. Leroy Burkholder with DS Machine in Lancaster County, PA, tells WGAL some wood or coal units can be paid for in savings after a year or two of use. For the most part, anthracite has went up in price, but compared to, say, $5.50 gallon for home heating oil, it is way cheaper. Propane is expected to jump just 1%, while natural gas is expected to go up 25% more this winter. And Pennsylvania residents are choosing Reese's Cup Minis as their favorite candy to have around Christmas time. The treat selected as the most popular Christmas candy in the state, based on a survey conducted by CandyStore.com. Candy Canes came in second as the most preferred sweets, followed by a Christmas take on a Halloween classic, Reindeer Corn. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Market seemed undecided for most of the session, but turned sharply higher before the close. Before the bell tomorrow, we will see consumer price index data for November. 
Expectations are that it will show inflation continue to ease, but the main question is by how much. Markets will likely respond strongly to a surprise in either direction. Once numbers are released, traders will shift focus to the Federal Reserve decision on the next interest rate hike coming Wednesday. Oil stocks were winners as prices bounced back to $73 a barrel. The Dow gaining 528 points, the S&P 500 adding 56, and the Nasdaq climbed 139. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at AmbassadorAdvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Many workers are doing as little as possible on the job. Hi, I'm Rob West with a Money Wise Minute. You may have heard of quiet quitting, the phenomenon of millions of workers making it a point not to work or at least not work hard. Productivity measures this year show a sharp decline in just about everything except manufacturing. Maybe it's because workers think with the tight labor market, they won't get fired because the boss can't find replacements. Well, Christians in the workplace should never be among those doing just enough to get by. Colossians 3 says, whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord and not for people. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. So even if other people are quiet quitting, if you're a follower of Jesus, always give your best. Discover the best Christian financial articles, podcasts, and videos by visiting our website, moneywise.org, or by downloading MoneyWise Biblical Finance from your app store. Alrighty, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, the tale of the little ship that could. Sailing, sailing over the bounding main, for many a stormy wind shall blow where Jack comes home again. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. A cold night is coming up tonight. But with some starlight expected, we expect some sunshine tomorrow and Wednesday. Our next weather maker could be a big ticket item later this week as a storm from the West Coast heads east, posing the potential of significant snow, ice, and even rain later Thursday into Friday. The details, though, are still elusive. Will something uh, be something to keep an eye on, obviously, and we'll do just that. In the meantime, for the night tonight, turning out partly cloudy, two times clear and cold, low temps, teens, and low 20s. Tomorrow and Wednesday, a fair amount of sunshine with a seasonable chill. The high temperature both days ranging primarily in the 30s. Thanks, Kevin. Finally at 5, it's the little boat that took a big trip. About 10 months ago, students at three Rhode Island schools got together and built a mini sailboat. It would easily fit in the front seat of your car. The design was simple, save for the GPS tracking gear that they crammed inside so they could follow its journey across the Atlantic. It took a very squiggly route, too, sometimes running around in circles with twisting currents, but almost a year later it washed up on a British beach. The battered little boat dubbed Inspiration part of a project organized by the University of Rhode Island Graduate School of Oceanography to help teach kids about the ocean. A professor there says the boat was almost like a message in a bottle because besides GPS, it had a lot of info about the kids that build the boat. That eventually led to a video chat between the kids from Rhode Island and the kids in Christchurch, England, who found it. Inspiration's journey isn't done yet either. The Brits say they're going to fix up the little boat, plop it right back in the ocean, and see where it goes next. That's the world we live in for Monday, December 12, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.